This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. I'm uh, I'm in on the Bucks at four and a half. Back the Bucks as the favorite at minus four and a half. You know they're going to shoot better from the outside. And uh, who, who's the Heat's go-to guy here? Who, who, where are they going? Nine rebounds and five assists and had nine points and 12 boards in game one. Here is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and this will be over Ariza, and he hits the long shot for Milwaukee. They go inside, Ariza falling out of bounds, throws it away. It's Holiday the other way into a thicket of defenders, and Forbes free to fire from three. Got it! On the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL Daily here on Tuesday, May 24th. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji for the next three hours live on the Bet 1430 in Denver. 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment. And 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Live on the Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Always on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Michael Gallagher. From Establish the Run, we'll be here to discuss the NBA at the start of hour number two. It's 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time. And then later on, we'll check in with Joe Osborne from Oddshark on the Association in Major League Baseball. Then Chris Peters on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Jake Kassan is producing along with uh, Jake Galley, Dylan Burns, Eli Herskovich. Raji, how did you uh, enjoy all the sports last night? Well, I'll tell you what I was enjoying the most. I was enjoying the fact that we were this close and you got bailed out by an official score of talking about another no hitter today. Wow. It's close. I know. Like it's, <laughs> it's not a bit like there's almost a no hitter and it's the two teams that you follow the closest by yeah. far, right? Like it's yeah, I mean, Cardinals, White Sox in some order. And, uh, and and you had some revenge angles with the manager, which means absolutely nothing. I just heard that the uh, Cardinals media was going gaga over TLR before the game got going. And then you have Lance Lindon after the game. He's like, well, you know, excluding playoffs. That's the biggest game of my life. <laughs> yeah, best best win of his life. Uh, I, I'm sure it was. When, when you face your old team, you like to, you like to beat them. Um, yeah, so in the sixth inning of the game, Lynn took that no-hitter into it, and somehow the Cardinals found a runner to third. Still with nobody out, it was a walk, I believe a stolen base, maybe a passed ball. They get a runner to third base, and they have a threat of scoring with still not having a single hit in the game. And then a really soft line drive to Tim Anderson, and it was, was ruled that? a hit. So that did away with the no-hitter, which I, I, I mean, I think if you go back... Tim Anderson and didn't it, move. He didn't, he didn't move. move. He, he didn't move, and it was right at him, and it still somehow went past him. That was right. an error. They didn't rule it an error at any rate. I think as soon as that happens, as soon as you get that first hit as a pitcher, as soon as you give up the first one, whatever groove you're in is gone. 
I, I totally believe there's a psychology to that. So as soon as that happened, mm-hmm. uh, and then they gave up another hit and maybe another one in that inning, um, but you were saved by an official scorer yesterday, Joe. This close, this close to talking about no hitter number eight. Lancelin's pretty good. Yeah. Off to a he is good. really, really good start. And uh, this morning I took a look to see the updated F4, and I was surprised that he's not even close to Garrett Cole. Like I know, man. he's Cole not so, even close. Cole is so good this year. It's it's just unbelievable. But watching uh, you know, moving over to the NBA, and then that's yeah. sort of how we started the segment. Joe, yeah. um, I think what we saw last night is evidence they should just do away with the first round of uh, playoffs because these games <laughs> so first, it was, first it was let's get rid of the play in games because they're not going to be competitive. Uh, yes. Well, that's kind of what you saw last night with the exception of the end of the first half of the Blazers Nuggets game when Dame started to go off a bit. Right. And he hit like 12 of 13 in a row, four three-pointers, I believe he hit in a row. And I thought, okay, this dude is going to make a game of this. And that did not really come to fruition last night. Two games that were not particularly close, and they really never were. Well, you know, I you're right about that overall. But the game within the game, when you look at Portland and Denver, and man, was that chippy. Here's mm-hmm. why it, it, it's so notable. It's Jokic was that, pissed last night. That thing has seven games written all over yes. it. And in the middle of game two, you saw a big time adjustment. And, and that's what the playoffs are really about. Not only game to game, but in game, what kind of adjustments are you going to make? Lillard hits eight threes in the first half. They're like, okay, let's do something. And they stick Gordon on him, and he only hits one three in the second half. Finishes up with nine. The final box score looks terrific for Lillard, but he was it, man. 40, uh, 42 and 10, the problem for the Blazers. They had all those turnovers throughout the game. But, um, you know, man, that that thing has seven written all over it. And it's going to be fun to watch these two teams go back and forth. I think most of the money is on that series going six. But, I I, I mean, if you're going to go six, why wouldn't it even go seven, right? Sure. I think the two teams are, are fairly evenly matched. And I know we're going to talk about the playoff series prices uh, later on in the show. I'm mm-hmm. I'm still I'm just a little surprised the Nuggets are are not favored in this series, um, I, I, because I think they're a lot better than 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 maybe what um, uh, what the gambling community is giving them credit for. And and right now they're they're not the favorite against Portland. And maybe it's because of Dame. Maybe it's because of how good he is and he has the capability of taking over a series. But you got an MVP on your team though. Yeah, in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, the the argument that I've heard a lot of people make is if you remove Jokic, which you know that that's a lot, but you could say, okay, aside from Jokic, the Mitchell, whatever, the top four, five best players in the entire series are all on the Portland side. Like, how much do you believe in Gordon? How much do you believe that Porter is going to continue his hot run? That's what people uh, backing Portland are saying. But before the series started, it was uh, the odds were saying it was a coin flip. Portland takes game one. So we, we talked about it yesterday that there was a lot of value on Denver uh, plus 200. But that that's uh, that's the push and pull that we're going to see. It, it's why it's so fun to look at these series prices. 
after each game. But Jake Hassan made me sound like a genius with the open. He, he pulled the one line out of the entire show where I really nailed it because Milwaukee could not buy a three in game number one. And you had to figure that was not going to be the case in game number two. But I didn't think it was going to be like that, man. I didn't think it was going to be 46 points in the first quarter. and They're just raining threes all night. Game over after the first cue. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, the biggest deficit ever for a playoff game. Uh, that 26 points was, correct? It was correct? tied. It was tied okay, for tied the for first it. quarter, yeah. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. That is to- that's totally, totally absurd. Um, yeah. l- look, Milwaukee started to play their best basketball at the end of the season. And I, I believe it appears that's carrying over into the playoffs. It's a team to me that is super intriguing because I'm I'm really curious to see how Giannis continues to make that progression in his career. Because at some point, for a guy that's as talented as he is, um, you can't just be regular season talented. People are going to expect you to have the ability to dominate a playoff game. And if we start to see that more and more frequently from him, then you'll start talking about that team as an actual title contender. So I'm 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 really looking forward to to see how his career uh, continues to progress because he's an exciting player right now and he's super easy to root for. So what happens in game number three? You could look at this in two different ways. You can say this is a different Bucks team. They were working things out throughout the regular season. They actually saved something for the postseason, unlike the last couple of years. And they're going to steamroll Miami. This is going to be a, a four or five game series. And by the way, we look this morning, the Bucks are favored by one and a half in game number three. Or you could say, you know what? Miami still has the better coach. Uh, Their best players have had a couple of awful games. None of their role guys have stepped up, and they haven't played a home game yet. So this thing is far from over. Which side are you on? Uh, I would agree that it's far from over, and I do agree with Jimmy Butler what he said last night that the good (laughs) news is they couldn't be any worse. You know, that's that's about as bad as they could be, and I think he's right about that. But what I question is whether or not they're going to figure it out in time. You would think a team with Butler on it, um, because he's a he's a great player. He's a, Butler is is really really good, and I think we should see better out of him moving forward. I just when when you're down to nothing, the numbers are crazy in your favor to win that series in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's ninety something percent of the time when a when a team goes up to nothing, they end up winning that series. Maybe Miami makes it. Uh, interesting, but I just don't see how they come back and win this thing. The The part that isn't brought up enough is this Heat team isn't last year, right? They're not as good as right. what we saw. They had, great in the guy, bubble. they had guys like Tyler Hero step up, and he's yep. been terrible all season. Many people thought, okay, now he's going to take the next step into this season. Like, no, that has not happened at all. And when you need a bucket, I'm going to keep talking about this with Miami until they prove me wrong. When you need it, where are you going? Where's the ball going when you're in a must-score situation? Their best player, Jimmy Butler, who at a stretch this year was a threat for a triple-double every single night. Last night, 10-4-1. And it's not mm-hmm. like he played 20 minutes because it was a blowout. He was on the court for 31 minutes. 10-4-1. You can't have that. Bam was the only starter who scored more than 10 points with 16. See, I, and then, I, I could see this one being a short 
short. I was thinking five games to start, and there's a possibility of a sweep. But once Chuckles Barkley says sweep, now I'm thinking five or six. <laughs> See, uh, it, well, uh, it, it's always good to fade the guy, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Butler has has always seen himself, and I like Jimmy Butler a lot. He's always seen himself as somebody who, and, and this is probably common in a lot of sports but I always got the impression he saw himself as better than he was. And I called him great earlier. And I, I think he is, but I think he's like just inside that bubble of great. You know, I don't think he's firmly in it. I think he's, he's kind of on the margins here. The difference between somebody like him and somebody like LeBron James is when LeBron has a bad night, he scores 18. Like that's a bad night for LeBron, right? A bad mm-hmm. night for Jimmy Butler is you just you're you're lucky enough to get to ten, and it's not like it's it's not like LeBron never has those ten point nights. Sometimes he does, and sometimes he has them in the postseason. It just doesn't happen very often for him. So I don't know if Jimmy's enough to carry that team, but that's kind yeah. of what would have to happen to make this a real series and to give them an opportunity. Yeah, like Duncan Robinson went off in game one. Like that's what they have to have those other guys step up and have yeah. big performances just to hang around against Milwaukee. So I, I think this is going to be a shorter series. NBA wise, our two games, uh, both favorites easily, and both go over the total. Did you stay up for Winnipeg with the clean sweep last night? Did you stay all the way up? I cashed out after OT number one, and I, <laughs> and I picked the Jets. I gave that out as one of my lightning bets. I still went to bed. I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know how long this thing's going to go. I'll find out in the morning what happens. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Does he like, are you, are you just, are you just so exhausted? You can't keep your eyes open anymore. No, I could have, but then I start thinking about it. Okay. I'm going to be up at 6am. Do I, do I really want to deal with all this? I, 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 in my mind, I decided I'm going to stay up until the end of the NBA. And so all that's right. what I did. A triple overtime. And plus, gives- plus like, okay. Jet, jet sweep. Okay, cool. I, that was my call. Fine. Yeah. Or they or Oilers force a game five. Okay. Whatever. How, all right. How about let me ask you this: If it's a game six, the, if it's a game yeah. six or a game seven, you staying up? Oh, we're we're they don't have conferences this year, but if we're in conference finals, oh okay. yeah, that that's a different scenario. It's a first round. Uh, I, game first five. round, a, a triple. <laughs> well, you know me, I'm a late night guy anyway. So yeah. a triple overtime is an automatic stay up. And in fact, yeah. I'm kind of rooting for like three in the morning. You're insane. Even I'm rooting for, for last yeah. night, knowing you had well, to get no, up. No, 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 not last <laughs> night. Last night, last night, I started to have that feeling that normal people have. Like yes. this game is way too late. It should be over by now. But when you get yeah. to have Ranji hours, typically, that's awesome. That's Stay different. Be- let, let's yes. have it go until two in the morning, three in the morning, and I'll be perfectly fine. And, and I'll tell you all what happened in the morning. Yeah. Well, so at around noon. <laughs> if that's the situation, I'm with you 100. Uh, we also had a couple series that were ex- extended with Florida and Minnesota uh, winning last night, and we had a double overtime game. What was Jari doing, dude? What's you just doing? He's trying to clear the puck, man. Right down the middle of the ice. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it works. Sometimes, Joe, you you that know, time it didn't. He, he thought he found a seam. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, the great quarterbacks do that. And what is the goaltender on a play like that? He's a quarterback, right? You know, you're just trying to find the seam. I would not advise doing that again, <laughs> but yeah. it's a it's a it's a thing that you could do. Yeah, that's a is, really bad play. 
and it is the easy thing to do. Okay, game winner. Let's find out who bleeped up and let's rip on them. But like, dude, come on, that was bad. That was a I bad mean, move. that's really bad. And there's a lot <laughs> yeah. that happens leading up to it. But dude, you can't do that. Not yep. at the worst possible time to do that. Uh, three NBA playoff games, two more Stanley Cup playoff games, a full Major League Baseball card, so a lot to discuss here on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll go over tonight's NBA games, sides, totals, and props. Ostrowski and Ranji on the BetQL Audio Network.